<laughs> no, as long as you're comfy, I don't, I, I don't mind. Just do your thing. I'm good. You know, that's all, all right. good. All right, <laughs> Miss Traveler, where's the best place you've been to? Oh, wow. Jump right in. You know, best place? Hmm. I'm going to say, so I have two places. Best place for culture and people, Jordan, the country of Jordan. Hmm. They're so kind, so sweet, so welcoming. And it's just like such a different culture that I just haven't been exposed to coming from the States. And I just felt like family. I was welcomed immediately there. And I felt like I was like in, and I didn't feel, you know, like, oh, this American coming over and visiting, you know? So I would say culturally and people-wise, Jordan hands down. Location-wise, Greece. I lived in Greece for a month on the island of Paros, and it was absolute beautiful chaos. <laughs> Why, why chaos? Not, like, you're in Greece interacting with Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say this because my family heritage is Italian Greek. Yeah. But like I also know exactly what you mean. There. Yeah. Anyone who's interacted with Greece, Greek people understand organized yeah. chaos, but you love yeah. them to death because they're so like well warming and welcoming and all that stuff. But you're just like, how did you? How did you think that way? Why did you think that this was a good idea? And why are we taking 10 steps backwards to get one step ahead type mentality? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I really enjoyed like popping around to the different islands and I was working, I was working the entire time. So I would like take my calls, run my course, and then um, go explore a new beach, go to a different island for a weekend and just really engulf myself. And what I loved about living in Pados is that's an island where a lot of the locals go for vacation. I had no interest in going to Mykonos, no interest going to like the typical islands you go to that a lot of Americans travel to because I didn't want to go back to little America. I wanted to go back to like, where did the Greeks hang out? Where do you, you know, like everyone else. So I really enjoyed um, exploring and I'm, that's why I'm going back in September. In a couple of weeks, I'll be in uh, Milos, Crete, and uh, a girlfriend of mine, she runs a photography business over there. And she pretty much goes around through all the Greek islands for the summer and just this photo shoot. So she's like, wow. hey, come on over. Yeah. Uh, she recently partnered with a yacht company in Milos for shoots. So wow. as a thank you, they give us complimentary chartered yachts. So she was like, what do you do in September? I'm like, whatever you're doing, I'm there. <laughs> wow. I might actually know a gym on an island in Greece that you oh, might yeah. want to uh, run a well, workshop I with. I can't remember. I remember doing my um, CrossFit level one uh, okay. with a cool chick, Stella, and then she ended up making basically a, no, I don't want to say a holiday gym, but it was basically mm -hmm. a gym on our home island. Mm -hmm. um but part of the year it was kind of closed part of the year it was open mm -hmm. that type of gig i know they've run quite a few seminars out of it so yeah oh, maybe I, maybe i can link you up when you're over there yeah let me know there's someone that was in crete that lives in crete that um wanted to link up starting a starting a business but i don't think she owns a gym i know yeah. a lot of people in athens 
but I'm not gonna I'm gonna spend like one night in Athens and then I'm jet to the islands. I gotta write that down. I'm blonde, mate. I'm gonna forget it. <laughs> the uh we'll see. We'll see what she's doing these days. Yeah. I know she lives in yeah, London, yeah. like part London, part home. Oh, cool. That's um, really cool. Cool chick. Awesome chick. Cool, um, mm-hmm. cool what she's doing. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's something in the Mediterranean, right? Like it brings like your emotion out, it brings your hand gestures out. I think it's it's mm-hmm. too much olive oil, man. You know, eating too much it. olive oil, and the next thing you know, people get a little <laughs> bit crazy, you know, they get a little bit too much sun, they don't know what winter is. Yeah, I know. Last year I called my trip endless summer and I basically chased the sun. So like when it started getting warm in Europe, I was hanging out there. As soon as it started getting cold in September, October, I went over to Jordan, Egypt, Middle East, and just mm-hmm. kept finding keeping in the summer summer months. I think that's the way to do it. I really yeah. do. You know, like yeah. it's it's weird, right? Like I grew up in a in a spot where it's gray. 24 7 365 there is zero sunlight right and it never used to affect me i was like all right we just go to work right mm-hmm. and then you you know you inevitably fill your plate too much as the years go on you keep working you get a little bit beat up and i'm like i need to see the sun mm-hmm. like i need to just know it's there get out in it a little bit see the sea feel the ocean, mm-hmm. go up in the mountains. I'm like, I need fucking nature. I need to get yeah. away from this city stuff. And it's oh, weird. Yeah. Every year, it's like, it hits me more and more and more. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should tra- chase summers. Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely a science behind that. You know, like you hear of grounding, uh, kind of like, you know, your bare feet on some type of greenery it actually helps uh release certain like hormones that make you feel good uh exposing the sunlight i mean that whole seasonal affective uh disorder that's a real thing and some people are more affected than others i know i am like when it's gray and gloomy outside i'm like i don't want to do anything i'm just very very unmotivated as soon as it's like sunny i won't even have plans i'm like i'm gonna do something i'm just gonna be outside i want to be outside so it's definitely a thing and that's why I could never I thought about London but just like you said I'm like I don't think I would be I don't think I would be happy there just by weather alone you know yeah that is the thing at the weather back home is shit but also the cities are just so crazy like Mm -hmm. you know I used to work in London right I used to commute about Mm -hmm. 90 minutes I used to work in a city called Southampton and then also Uh would uh, work in London. I do Southampton for like uh, four days, Monday to Thursday, and then London Friday to Saturday mid afternoon. And mm-hmm. I would get there around eleven p.m. You know, cruising into London, and people are just leaving the office. Yeah, that's my, that's wild. That's not okay. No, <laughs> and you know, you can bet your left testicle they're going to be there at six a.m. the next morning. You know, it's like where wow. do you sleep? Right. Might as well just have a little bed in the office. A hundred percent sleep under the desk. Right. Yeah. And it does right. get you wondering, right. And you're like, well, is, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Is this it? Right. Is this what life is? You know, are we just kind of right. rats in a tube or ants in the hill and we're supposed to work for the man <laughs> and, you know, kind of turn the wheel. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's real, real strange. It's mm-hmm. real strange. I think we're yeah. going to find that, that turning point 
that little pivot mm-hmm. where more people you know, are going to go online and be like, you know what, fuck this. Yeah. I'm really big on like pursuing that for sure. I mean, I did that last year. I had a full on career prior. So I had two careers. Basically, I was working at the same time, but I was in that rat race where I was, I worked in the um, emergency rooms in New York City. I'm also a physician assistant. So that was like my full time job. And as a side, I was a trainer building. Uh, business, not even realizing it, but I was so passionate about it, which is what I wanted to do on my free time. And then the business got to a point where I couldn't keep up working full-time in the ER and working full-time in the business. And I remember there's this one pivotal moment. I was working in the ER, sitting there and looking at my colleagues. And like, mind you, like people like love like being a physician assistant, being a doctor, being a nurse, like that's a career within itself. And like, it's great getting there. And that's the end I'll be on. I remember sitting there. I'm like, this is not, this is not enough for me. Like, there's no way for me to like move past, like get past, like, uh, like I'm going to say get promoted, but like, there's a ceiling when you're mm-hmm. working for the man, there's a ceiling when you have a boss. And I'm definitely the personality where I'm like, I'm going to be the boss. So, cause when you have that, the sky's the limit. If you're a creative, if you're a go-getter, like that is a perfect combination for a good business owner. Right. And I knew that about myself. So I'm like, if I could just create my own thing, then the sky's the limit. And I can design, develop, adapt, adjust my business according to it, to keep up with the growth to keep up with and it. And it really aligned with what I truly value in life. So I made the big jump, quit my ER job, which people are like, you work so hard to get your degree. Mind you, I was practicing for 10 years. So I've been, I've been working in the, the ER for 10 years already. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I made the big jump, quit my job last January and moved out of the city. And I was like, you know what? My business is online. I don't really know where I want to live. So I'm just going to book a one-way ticket to Europe and see what happens. Fucking and legend. The, yeah, it was literally the best thing that happened to me. Like it just opened up. There were so many times I would look around and be like, is this life? Like, is this life right now? Mm. Like I'm taking a call in Croatia. Like I'm on, I'm at a beach club and running a course right now. I had a, you're going to laugh at this. I uh, became friends with one of the mountaineers in uh, Kilimanjaro in Africa and he was trying to get me to come on one of the hikes which I do plan I really want to hike Kilimanjaro and the time I was planning on going was right when I was running my online course and I teach uh, at that time one live lecture a week I was like listen man like I can't go this time because I have to like I need wi-fi I need service a week later he comes back to me and he was like Sam I bought a portable router so you can teach while you're hiking and I'm like I am not about to teach a lecture on the mountainside of Kilimanjaro like this is, this is wild but like that's the conversations I'm having and I'm like what is life right now you know did you do it I did not know oh. I was I should have I was just too nervous because like I didn't want god forbid I didn't want the connection not to work and yeah, yeah. like you know I'm not able to teach this lecture but I'm sure my students wouldn't have cared and probably thought it was epic that I was even on the mountainside of Kilimanjaro teaching a lecture. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass. Yeah, right. Um, but I do uh, have plans. We still keep in touch. Uh, 
to do it hopefully when I'm not running a course and just have planned vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Like yeah. one way tickets is the way to go about it. It's the way I live my life. Like I don't buy return mm -hmm. tickets ever. Like it's, mm -hmm. I pack my bag. I literally, if I didn't have all my podcast gear for in-person, I not mm -hmm. just this little thing here. Like mm -hmm. if I didn't have an in-person setup, I would have one bag and I could fit it all in a rucksack and that'll be me, man. You know, I'm there good. You go. See you later. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's all you need. You know, I think um, minimal is the way to go about it. I think mm -hmm. figuring out different twists and turns you can write into your own story is is the best way. You know, let's elongate mm -hmm. this thing out, right? Rather than just race to the finish line. That yeah. The finish line means it's over. I want to keep playing. I don't right. know about everybody else. It's like, aren't we supposed right. to like stretch this out? Aren't we supposed to like figure it out somewhere else? Go experience a different mm -hmm. culture, right? Which is why I love you for mm -hmm. saying Jordan, like that's fucking epic, you know? Like mm -hmm. from a, hate to bring it up, but it's true. From a Western mind, you usually like, oh, West is best, right? And you're like, is it? It's just because it's all you know. How do you know? Mm -hmm. You don't. Mm -hmm. So go over and find out. Maybe you come back and be like, actually, yeah, it is. You're like, great. That's your perspective. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time I found like you go end up sitting around a table with those folk and you're like, oh, we have so many similarities. We are mm -hmm. so similar. We're just mm -hmm. wanting to like live this thing, help people, have a good time, you know, share a coffee and a beer, like make mm -hmm. people smile and just kind of experience like, love you know in life oh okay so it doesn't matter what we look like and where we've been and where we come from and stuff it is so wild you know and that's why it's called the nomadic podcast you know and just a bit of a <laughs> bit of a fucking wanderer mate you know yeah you know i'm definitely finding the happy medium because i would say prior i was such a planner and like needed to know what i'm going to do five years from now and learned through life that you can plan all you want, but something like this can come up and change your life like that immediately, right? Like, I never thought I'd be traveling the world. I never thought that I would up and leave New York and run my own business. I didn't even think I was capable of running my own business. I thought I was going to be a PA and clinically practice for the rest of my year, for the rest of my life. And I started to realize and learn, I'm like, okay, it's cool to have like, flexible plans or pencil plans but things are going to change with this and the biggest was booking that one-way ticket and people are like well what are you going to do I'm like I have a general plan but I'm going to pop around Europe and kind of keep opportunities open if I get an opportunity to go to Germany I'll go to Germany you know and that really helped me kind of like chill out a bit chill out from like the super like OCD type a personality planning you know it was a really good life lesson for me and now I feel like I'm in the middle point where I pretty much have like a general plan for the rest of the year but I'm also open and like well whatever happens I'll adjust and adapt but I was like I'll go down this path and if something comes and redirects me cool you know so um I think it's a really good, comfortable, happy place to, to be in that specific, that specific mindset, you know, because if you're too planned, too rigid, when something comes out and changes it, you're like out of whack and you're just like, I can't deal with this change. Or if you're too like, go with the flow and all that stuff, it, what direction are you going in? Right. Yeah. And 
So like having that happy medium, I found for me at least has been nice of like, I have a general direction. I'm probably going to be swayed here and there as I go, but there's really not an end point. You know, the end point is continuing to find happiness, continuing to find joy and feeling purpose in life, you know, and where do you, and how do you find purpose in life? That's what I try to strive for. It's like, how do, how do I example, how do I, um, what's that word? How do I amplify, amplify that? So what is your purpose? <laughs> I jumped myself right in there, didn't I? <laughs> um, general, general, I would say my purpose is to help others. I definitely have a helping mentality with when I was working as a healthcare provider and now I train um, and run the online courses to educate. It's always with the intention and heart to help, to take the skills and the gifts that I have and be able to spill that out to other people to help them in whatever aspect it is to increase their knowledge, increase their confidence, increase their strength, increase their health in general. So um, like Brigham Bella term is, is to is to do that. And I always had a large mindset, global mindset, mm-hmm. meaning I want myself, the business to, um, to be able to expand and reach out to corners of the earth where maybe other people can't reach to, you know, like who says that they're running workshops in Jordan, you know, not really much anyone, right? I know this because the gym I worked at, they're like, we never get Americans over here. We never really get people over here to, 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 to teach, to, to give us something different. So I find myself really blessed that I have the opportunity and the means to be able to travel and to get to places to help. Um, when I was younger, first graduated uh, grad school, I traveled and did medical uh, missions. So I was going into the far corners of uh, Africa. Um, I was on the border of Lebanon, taking care of um, uh, Syrian refugees when ISIS was attacking Syria. And uh, like, that was a different type of help. You know, I was giving medical help and trying to, you know, tend to, you know, people that were truly, truly in need. So I feel like there's not one specific purpose, but a general of like me just giving myself to other people in some way, some degree. And I have a lot of really cool skills that I can use it in medicine, use it in training, use it in business development. So yeah, I would say that's, that's my purpose. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think that's innate or do you think you've learned it over the years? Do you think it's parental? Um, I would say a combination. Like I always wanted to, always wanted to help. It's definitely a personality thing where it's almost at my detriment where I always wanted to help others and sometimes at the expense of myself, which I'm learning and growing in that. (laughs) But that's always been, that's always been me. Since yeah. I was a little girl. And also think that, you know, my faith and what I believe in is kind of dives into that a little bit too, wanting to help others, wanting to give what you have to offer to others. Yeah. So I think a combination between my innate personality and my faith that really, really kind of blends me and kind of folds and shapes me into that, that idea and that concept. 
I'm I'm fascinated on on people's whys, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. my favorite question to ask. Is just three letters long. Why, right? It's <laughs> um, yeah. I I hear a lot of people say they want to help people, right? And it's like, well, why do you want to do that? And usually, it's that intrinsic feeling that they can't quite put the finger on it. It's like, well, I I kind of have to in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise mm. I'm going to get sick. You know, uh, mentally I'm not going to be mm. good. Like I'm going to be a bit mm-hmm. anxious and then uh, I've, I've got to go do this. And I'm like, you know what? I understand that feeling and I'm still trying to figure mm. out why, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I I do believe that there are some folk out there that, you know, epigenetics out there, you want to use a spiritual term or whatever. It all leads mm-hmm. to the same spot of like, no, no, mm-hmm. this is an innate thing that mm-hmm. we feel we are here to help other people, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's beautiful, mate. I really do. I think mm-hmm. that's the way we keep this wheel turning. I, this world, like synergy between mm-hmm. people helps the world spin at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. like we want, you know, you see somebody smile, you want to smile. You see somebody mm-hmm. cry. You're like, shit, what happened? Are they, are they okay? Mm-hmm. You know, we get that mm-hmm. little, those feelings involved. I think we rely too much on, on verbal communication, which is ironic because we're obviously having a conversation, right? <laughs> but we re- we rely so heavily on it and we don't connect with, all right, well, first of all, how do I feel? And second of all, how do you feel? And then is there anything that connects between the two of us, three of us, four of us, five of us, the room or not and why? You know, mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think we need to take a little bit more of a step back of this technologically advanced go digital go 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 fast and he's like yeah you know, we're losing the the, the people aspect mm-hmm. absolutely i mean like i definitely feel like we were made and designed to be relational right like you're just saying you see someone else smile you smile there's actually a neurochemical release that happens when you see someone else smiles that wants you to smile mm-hmm. like how, how do you how, how does that happen right that was just like our design of how we were made as human beings, which I think is fascinating, you know, like even like you're hearing crying, like there's different neurochemicals that gets released when you hear someone cry. Um, and th- what does that do? It causes you to be, want to interact with that person or cause you want to, you know, so it's always bringing you back to relationships, relational patterns, right? On the other hand, when someone is in solitary confinement, or who's been isolated by years and they're by themselves and don't have that, what happens? They literally lose their mind, literally lose their mind because of that solitude, right? So it's like by those two examples alone, like we were not designed to be alone, right? So I think that's like, so you can take that into any aspect you want. So if you want to help, whether you want to entertain, whether if you want to just be a connector of people, a networker, there's so many different um, entities that you can go into personally for me is help. You know, I like to help people. I like to and do that. And that's my way of wanting to connect and have relationships or, you know, I want to, you know, uh, experience a memory. Oh, this is something actually personal experience from last year. So I traveled solo. It was about eight months and I met people along the way, but I realized that the places I was at alone, they weren't as beautiful. Like I was on the Greek island 
amazing, beautiful. People travel around the world to go there by myself. And I'm like, eh, this is not as great. I wish I was experiencing it with someone, you know, again, having that relational experiencing moments, experiencing feelings, experiencing thoughts and stuff like that. And I think that's just, you know, that I think I, I truly believe that is by, that is by our just human design as human beings, however we think we're, how we were created, you know, it's just in our DNA for sure. Yeah. It certainly exaggerates that feeling. Right. And it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be like a romantic relationship. Like you could have a, like a mm-hmm. fucking stranger right and you're seeing a beautiful sunset and you've pulled up on the on the beachfront and somebody else has pulled up on the beachfront you're just looking at this sun, sunset right you look over and you're like it's kind of it's kind of good that and they're like yeah that's fucking ace mm-hmm. that yeah you know what i mean you're like Man. you know it, it's just exaggerated you know i think yeah. i think we need to learn how to be on our own i think we do mm-hmm. but as in like nobody else around i think we feel alone the most in cities because it, it, it is yeah. so transactional and fast, mm-hmm. you know, and let me step on your toes to then like jump over you and leapfrog and bump shoulders. And I'm like, dude, I'm right. not a fucking lamppost. I'm a person, you know? Um, <laughs> right. I think right. we need to learn how to be on a totally on our own, but then, yeah, we need to like relearn that social aspect, mate. Like, you know, I work in gyms. I see so many people and people are awkward. You know, like especially post COVID, man, like they are so oh, yeah. awkward. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with you guys, man? Come on, mm-hmm. talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know each mm-hmm. other's names. Like, ask each other how their mom's doing or like, how's your day been and stuff. Stop looking at your bloody right. phone. Right. It's a right. weird, it's a weird spot. It really is. I definitely felt that. Remember the first time meeting up with friends after the whole COVID thing. Um, I had social anxiety, which I'm not, I'm a big social person. I'm an extrovert. And I was in the, I was still in New York. So I was in a taxi cab going to this dinner spot and I was so anxious. I'm like, what do I talk about? What do I say? I don't know. Um, and it was like really weird. I was like, I can't imagine going through this for like years or being apart for so many years from the social interaction or just being in my phone all the time and not interacting. Like you lose that ability to communicate and you know like and again going back to like we're social beings like we thrive off of you know interactions with others to a degree you know you have introvert extroverts and some people thrive off of five minutes and then they're good and then being alone for another 24 hours or you have you know the exact opposite but it's still getting that getting that fill in so um yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about, like being in New York. I lived there for 10 years. It's so lonely. It really was. Like you had, out of the 10 years, I would say I had maybe a counting on my hand friends, like tr- people I would truly call friends, right? Everyone else was transactions or in the fitness industry of how can I benefit from this relationship from a business standpoint, you know? Yeah. That's obviously not your friendship and it fades as soon as something big happens to you or if you leave you know you're just like oh okay cool like you don't care about me oh okay got it <laughs> you care about my status you care about what I can get you into or what gym I can you know so it's unfortunate but the, I would say the beauty of that is you can easily weed those people out I'm just like okay I'm not about that you're about that so we don't vibe so do this right, right? Yeah. and you start attracting people that feel the same way or on that same uh, wavelength and 
and uh those are the ones you hold on to you know 100 mate you don't need 20 mm -hmm. friends you just need a, a couple of ride or die motherfuckers and it's over you know what i mean <laughs> exactly fucking over mate that's exactly. all you need a couple of them mm -hmm. that's it mm -hmm. sam this has been fucking so epic true. mate i really appreciate yeah. your time maybe next time you're going to be in in europe we have a conversation Ah, yes. We'll see. I plan to, uh, I hope to be in Europe next summer. Euro summers are the best, man. So that's my plan. Let's do it. And then maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe paths cross. We can share a coffee and talk shit some more in person. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate the time and opportunity as well, man. Thank you. It was mate. nice meeting you. You too, mate. And uh, travel safe. Have a great day and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Bye. See you later, mate. See you later, everybody.